Moo, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and with me for this jumbo HCC-sized podcast this evening, let's let's start with Steve Pritchard. Steve Pritchard, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm going to go from all the way from the west of England to, um, I mean, probably like well, Amsterdam, funny enough, but but actually, but I think is an Italian beer. So I'm currently on a Karev. Um, I'm holding up, and Z- Zoom is doing the thing where it doesn't show the thing I'm holding up. Um, <laughs> I'm holding up a Karev, which is a Cornish lager, and depending on how long we chat for, I may have a Moretti, which I thought was uh, Italian, but it says here brewed in Amsterdam, so maybe in honour of Mario. Let's and... claim that. <laughs> I was figured Moretti was an Italian beer as well, is it not? It's been a while since I've had um, one. I mean, it says uh, traditional recipe found in 1859. It doesn't actually say Italy, although the ingredients are in Italian. That's just probably about as Italian as it gets, this. It says Italian passion for brewing. <laughs> in Amsterdam. Yeah, in Amsterdam, marketed to the UK. Right? It's, like, it's like Foster's is an Australian beer that was brewed near where i used to live in manchester in the uk so uh, anyway who wants to go next that was fun well i think four minutes I think we stick with us guys we do talk about swift <laughs> maybe listen most people are here for the drinking let's be honest which i think that'll bring us to let's go to mary line since we already mentioned dutch and um mary line mary line what are you drinking um i'm i'm boring tonight i'm having tea Tea, tea is right to the heart of the Pinktron. It's been historical Pinktron, more than acceptable. <laughs> yeah. And that other voice you heard for a second there was Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm on my, my second of, we'll call it, three Recovery Miller Lights. Um, and then I've also got a sidecar of Bowman Brothers Small Batch Bourbon. Nice little pairing. Very nice. And we also have... Uh, who were also raced in race one, which we'll get to in a second. Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? Yeah, because of the race, I've got the uh, the recovery shake, and uh, I'm I'm moving in the next few days, so my so my bar is empty. Uh, so uh, decided to open a bottle of wine that a friend of ours, a friend of mine, made. Um, grown and like they grew the grapes and everything um it is uh what is it larry's uh is the the brand they grow it in um the willamette valley in oregon and it is actually a uh apple and grape sparkling wine it's called chimera so it's a sparkling it's like a, a white wine sparkling white wine cider mix um with apple pinot blanc pinot noir muscat grapes yeah it's both, of them, some both of them look like um how do i put this they they won't change color on the way through um so hopefully they taste good <laughs> that, that shape particularly did not look nice yeah that is larry's behind the roll-up door uh wine company <laughs> Sounds a little bit like it would taste like a Bartle and James. <laughs> Not too far off. All right. And we also have with us Craig Martin. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so I'm starting off boring. I've, uh, I just got coffee. 
and I, I will probably transition to another crack canoe from Moosehead Breweries. Four PM coffee. Craig is already anticipating the riveting excitement of this pink tron. <laughs> and I have got a beer. It is a red IPA, which I don't I don't really know what a red IPA is. It is a strong six percent alcohol beer and it's called Nightmare Off Elma Street, which for the ten people in the entire universe who listen to this who might be from Okotoks, Elma Street is like kind of our kitschy little small town like boutique street. So it is the nightmare off Elma Street. Red There's IPA. no way we have ten listeners from Okotoks. No. <laughs> okay, there uh, might be one. Other, I know there might be one other guy because I know one of my buddies that I bike with um is in the herd. We should actually look at the analytics and see what yeah. what's the weirdest country we have someone listening to. <laughs> well, there might be ten in Alberta. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, an, a red a red IPA is something like a an amber ale with a lot of hops. That math checks out. <laughs> Sounds plausible to me. Yep, that's about that's how I would describe this. That's one hundred percent accurate. So there you go. It's as smooth as the edges of Freddy's razors. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure. That... I assume they have an official marketing department at the local microbrewery that goes through this. But there you go. Or possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Uh, speaking of not having any professional organization, let's talk about HCC and race one. <laughs> we have... mm-hmm. Races one and two, I guess, right? Yes. Uh, or race one and two are already done? No. Yeah. Well, oh, race one of, not of, of hair, not of but, hair. Uh, we, we've oh, already, yeah. bullseyes in the books. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we should. All right. So, yes, HCC, let's go. Well, we'll rewind a little bit. Everybody did bullseye HCC, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. So. The bullseye went on Wednesday as part of HCC. How far do we need to back up? Do we need to explain the entire concept of HCC? Might as well. Yeah, I'll, try and, I'll try and do it really quickly. We've got, what, six different events over about nine days. Uh, all the scores are going to add together and be divided by each other and then like split into groups and stuff. Mark is going to do this with awesome maths and science, and it'll all be completely kosher. Exactly. No one's going to complain. No. Nobody will complain. Uh, because nobody will understand how he came up with the numbers. And we'll all not smile. <laughs> no, I finished seventh. Thanks very much, Mark. That looks cool. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, the important thing is, I think it's six, either six or seven events, starting with the Bullseye on Wednesday, uh, which I mean, was massively attended in the one I did, which was, uh, uh, this is going to get confusing, isn't it? Like race two of race one, which was the Bullseye, uh, <laughs> was really well attended, uh, really good fun. I got shelled really early and rode around with about six other people in the herd, which was cool, and we did some sprinting. Um and it was in the volcano. It was the wrong way around the volcano, though. That was the only thing I noticed with it. I was really expecting to go the other way around and have learned after I was today years old when I learned that that was actually the right, the volcano the correct way. And the way I thought I was going around is actually the counterclockwise direction. So who knew? Anyway, that was more than 60 seconds, but hopefully that's explained the event. How did everyone find the bullseye? Hard. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Like the big field, certainly. Um, our race like didn't do the traditional bullseye stuff. We had Tim Maroon and some other guy like do long stuff, like long, long attacks. Oh, so we had oh, 
Yeah, I was well, I was watching your <laughs> the the stream that Craig was uh, the streaming, which I think was the same race that uh, Steve was racing. And oh, uh, yeah, the bees the bees did look like it was like every time at that hairpin, somebody was punching it and just trying to split the group up. Yep, yep. Lap one, I I think from about that hairpin is probably where I think I actually bridged. No, we went long. We went really long. So maybe even from like the descent out of the volcano we went and and I and the group just caught us only Mark and and Lumpy caught me so there was like one guy who went off the front I was on his wheel and then and then Mark and Lumpy came in between us ended up getting fourth on the first lap the second lap they tried it but I don't think it really stuck so good and I ended up eighth in the bunch and then the third lap they were going and I bridged like I I like went from the group up on the bridge and got kind of onto their wheels or close enough and beat the group and got third. But then the group caught us right after the thing. And I could not, they just kept going. Like they just kept going like 4.0, 4.5. And I'm like, I got to sit back in this group and no one else in the group did any work. And then they gapped us and ended up being 15 seconds off the front for the rest of the race. And I ended up in the group and the rest of the sprints. So I ended up back in the packet eighth or ninth or something like that. Finishing like the last three laps, I was like kind of like tenth, eleventh, twelfth, the last three sprints. So yeah, but, I, but yeah, it was hard. I was definitely top five in all of the first five sprints, and then went a little too hard on that fifth sprint, and the group kept going, and I could not, and they just rode away. Yeah, it was good, but yeah, same big group. I think everybody everybody's race had like a big group for a bullseye. I think big for bullseye. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I guess maybe. I guess Marilyn, you just had the two herd racers in yours, you said. Yeah, we had a little uh, smaller group, I think. Six or seven, something like that. And only two herd riders. So it was still a fun race, but uh, a little bit smaller than the second. Uh, I did uh, the APEC race one time. So I did the late time. Uh, we had, I think, eight herd riders finished. There were couple guys that dropped off early um there was one rider that took off uh about halfway through the race and we turns out they weren't on Zwift power anyway but uh none of us were actually watching Zwift power live so didn't realize that uh but uh yeah so anyway i came six not bad uh i hung on for dear life and then got dropped in the sprint because i had absolutely nothing left at the finish line but uh Good fun. And apparently I am tied for 17th and 3rd th as far as the overall standings. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, should we talk a bit about like the way the bullseye is being scored is it's based on, I, I'm not to get too much detail, but you get points based on how many other herd riders in your category you beat. And by when you say not not to give too much detail, it's because we don't know too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think, think we we have lots of detail. We just don't understand it. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. I had a chat with Chris and Marilyn earlier. Well, what it is is that we all understand the detail. It's just that you guys wouldn't. So we we wouldn't yeah. want to waste waste the airtime. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so on that. to race one which is actually race two but race one has happened so we're now talking about race two race two anyway heard autumn race experience is that what race two is 
because we'll change yes. names at some point as well. So this is going to get really fun. And I can't open the spreadsheet that has all the things on because I can't find it. So I, <laughs> I'm just here for waffle tonight. So hair. Yeah. <laughs> so the finale of hair is race two of HCC. And we are Neokio all-nighter with a bunch of sprints and a short climb and no finish points. Only fastest through segments. So it's kind of like climber's gambit, sprinter's gambit. I don't know. Anyway, it's what it is. Segments are there total? There are uh, five segments. Uh, so yeah. four sprints and then the rooftop KOM. Yes. No wonder that guy who went took an hour. He probably sat on his bike for 20 minutes at the end and rested. I would. I, <laughs> I was with the front group as we crested rooftop KOM, and I think I finished two minutes back of uh, Chris and Mario line, so... <laughs> so you guys were so I weighed up doing this and one of the other races tomorrow and then I looked at this and went nope <laughs> well that brings like HCC overall racecraft into focus because I definitely wanted to check another event off of the week's calendar today because going back to work on Monday that means I got to check off Climber's Gambit mountain goats and stampede over the weekend so that's at least two on one day unless you do climbers gambit next weekend yes but if you want to be in on the full series you got to do both wait what no. uh, no, no. you just have to do it not, for HC, not for hcc but for the climbers gambit season <laughs> oh, oh. Got it. this is week four of this season for for climbers gambit next weekend starts weekend one of the new series so if you're in for overall gc on climbers gambit you got to do both got who it. organizes climbers gambit that's, yeah that's, that's weird evil idea. <laughs> i think it's mark i think he does that <laughs> along with his spreadsheet isn't isn't the uh, stampede next week counted for hcc only next weekend yeah only yeah. next weekend so i don't have to do so, stampede this weekend. No. No. no but it's glad a similar I'm glad situation it's a similar situation for people who do the stampede, right? That they might be, they might be in a X week battle, yes. uh, not want to miss a week. But that, that's on us. So. Stampede is best eight out of ten. Uh, oh, cool! My weekend just got a whole lot better. Thanks, guys. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm guessing uh, it's pretty flat, Tokyo, isn't it? Or Neokyo, even? Um, yeah. So this is best aero bike. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it's, and sorry, Craig, you did say it. This is because one of these is going to be just primes. That's this one. That is this one. So we're not worried about finished position. It in really is one of the primes. There is yep. no value in GC. No. Um, I guess the only thing is being a group. Yeah. So uh, I'll just kind of talk through how this went. Um, there's the Castle Park sprint about mm, four or five, 3K in, something like that. Three, bang on yeah. three, yeah. Um, and that one, like, you. So, first thing, just remind everyone that there the finish points don't matter in the pens, so that uh, you know maybe fewer people are going all out from the start. Uh, the group, even even in ours, the group left a little faster than I was expecting. Um, I I ended up having to do some chasing just out of the pens because I was. Like, oh, let's just do a simple rollout. And then everybody went. Um, 
but Castle Park Sprint, uh, I know a couple of us were trying to be off the back and then didn't really uh, get the timing right on that sprint. Um, but that one's 200-ish meters. Um, and then starting around 8K in, you have that trio of sprints. So Alley Sprint, Castle Park Sprint, and Tower Sprint that all happen within about 4K. Um, and that like you do want to be in the group for all of these. So it's, uh, you know, really important to be with the group. Um, but even, you know, even going easy between those, you are going to be pretty thrashed at the end of those three because, you know, you're going all out for a total of a minute or so over the course of six, seven minutes. Um, you get some time to recover after uh, that, the tower sprint, you get another 5K or so before rooftop KOM starts. Um, and then, yeah, time on rooftop KOM. And uh, then you get 5K or so to just roll to the finish. Uh, for timing or for, for scoring, um, for, Hair scoring, I know that it is, uh, you know, points per segment. So, you know, 50 points for first and going down from there. Correct, Craig? That is 130% correct. Great. Uh, but for HCC, that's not how we imagine that it's working? Not entirely. Right? Not entirely. Okay. So we think that it is all of the times for each segment racked and stacked across all seven races and Mark will do magic of some kind. We think and the combined time? Mm, I don't know. I had the impression it, it was like I thought he was doing all the I was, races yeah, each segment. That's what I thought he was doing too. Yeah. Okay. So he was okay. yeah, taking the times for each segment across all seven races points for your placing among herd riders in those in that and then that comes out to something i think to your place and that's like the top one is 30 <laughs> 30 points i think okay so it's not it's not like everybody gets a total a total time score for the no. for the segments no. and then you just rack and stack those no it's it's still yeah it's not worth it's not worth going easy on the sprints to hammer the climb. It is very much you want to do well still, on all of them. Yeah, it still do all the segments. Yeah. And this is an instance where if one is less than satisfied with one's initial result, one could re-race it? All seven times if you want. Now, here's okay. an interesting question. I, yeah, I think your question is going to be the same as my question. Go okay, ahead, Counselor. No, uh, go ahead, Councillor. No, after you. Well, you like, oh. does your? I was gonna say. Well, I'm sure. I, actually, I think you're right. But, like, you could, you could, like, dog, all the sprints, hold the group, smash rooftop, and then come back for another race and like smash the first sprint, and then come back for a third race, dog it, and then smash the next two sprints with the group. Like, you could. I hate that. You <laughs> could go like Strava segment hunting, but in so, I mean, maybe, but I. 
I don't know because Mark didn't put that detail in whether <laughs> he's take, only taking one result or not. Let's assume uh, that that he takes the best scoring result in terms of overall overall preems and then extrapolates the segments. From let's there. all operate let's from that, that presumption. Yeah. Lest we give any ideas to everybody's favorite Facebook poster. <laughs> Bring a Whose name shall not be spoken. Uh, he who shall not. He who shall Brent, not be named. Brent literally kills the podcast. Everybody just shakes their head, <laughs> looks at me like I can't even pour, believe you said it. Pour some more wine. <laughs> and I'm now started my beer. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it, it's curious. You, you know, you say stay with the group, and I don't know. I don't know who this guy who won the A race is. Well, Callahan. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, who it's, it's Tyler. Okay. But he finished like half an hour behind everybody. For almost 40 minutes. <laughs> and like he was last on every segment by I think multiple minutes. So I think I think he just did it solo. Yeah. I think he just waited till everybody left the pen and did it all solo. Uh yeah, why not? And I mean the same same thing it looks like happened in B. Uh the winner finished 17 minutes behind the group. So if you have a really big sprint and you don't feel like you're going to gain much by having draft, then that is a that is a strategy. Yes. Um, I think otherwise you're just offering your draft to others. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, because yeah, Tyler's not taking draft from anyone. Yeah. <laughs> if he is the fastest sprinter and sprints from the front, like yep. Um, the thing that, uh, the other part of this, that like, there is an argument for doing them at your pace is the, that trio of three sprints in the middle mm -hmm. that all happen really in really quick succession. You're, you're definitely not going to be able to put out your best power on the second and third sprints. Um, and so there is that, that balance of, Okay, if I do it alone and fully recover, am I going to be able to go faster than doing my fatigued sprint in a group? Yeah, it might also depend on your the size of your your category. Yeah, because the A group was pretty small. Yeah, yeah. I think in our C group it really helps with the draft. Yeah, we had you know twenty people in our in our group sprinting for most of those sprints. Yeah. And then and we, we had some strong with, sprinters. So mm -hmm. um, just to add a couple of that with the um, the order of the groups going off, like I had counted on maybe the bees going off behind the C's mm -hmm. and using that as a tool, but no. Craig pulled a little fast one on us and the A's <laughs> went off first. So there was no yeah, I mean, the D group would have been the one to drop back to. And I'm not sure that, that would have been beneficial. Uh, it does give the possibility for A's or B's to say, you know, hey, I'll drop back to the C group and sprint through the C group uh, for, you know, a couple of those later sprints. Yeah. So just the opposite of what I was expecting as we literally rolled off and I checked Zwift Power Live and noticed that TJ was already 2K up the road. Um. 
Uh, I also didn't see any B's or A's, I think. So were, mm -hmm. they, were they even visible? They might not have been. They were supposed yeah. to be, but <laughs> this is probably my fault, the same as we ended up with a race 12 hours off of when it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the intern was supposed to check all yeah. that. Details. Cool. So, uh, what should right. we do next? We should move on. I think that's all we can, I think, say about here. Well, I guess the, I mean, Marilyn said she was on the, uh, on a pink Tron. Um, I was, I know, Chris, it looked like you were also on an arrow with, with disc wheels. Yes. As was I. I think what do we think is the uh right the right option for bike for uh, this? I, I didn't really think about the bike, so I just didn't change in anything. <laughs> I, I mean, was already on a pink run. I don't think it was a bad choice. You you were still I think timing your sprint uh may matter more on these than you know what top speed your bike can get up to yeah and dropping your power-ups at the right moment mm -hmm. it's yeah, also yeah. really helping so you know what also mattered was uh was steering mary line yeah. uh, oh. her steering up the uh, rooftop kom uh ah. hitting apexes and track outs and not leaving any draft whatsoever for me trying to stick in her wheel <laughs> uh, that was a little bit frustrating and, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I've lodged a complaint with Mark about that, so look for that. <laughs> yeah, the anti-competitive behaviors in... Uh... <laughs> well, not to devolve too much, did any of you guys follow Grand Prix news? The Grand Prix the Grand Prix annulled a race because they were supposed to be steering disabled, but they forgot to disable steering, and so they were <laughs> steering in the race, and the, there was some... Was was it the, the climbing the race they did list this week? Uh, so there were sprint tomorrow. segments, but I thought it ended on the Alp. Does that sound right? It sounded like it was a two-hour race. Yeah, it was. A, from what I've heard, it was a, a a race that ended on the Alp, but had a seven minutes um, uh, cutoff. So oh. there were a lot of people trying to. Uh, make it in time on the Alp. Yeah, and it was so, all for naught because they had steering enabled, even though they said it was not going to be. <laughs> oh. so, I, so I I hate to be too negative on this, but how on brand is this for <laughs> Zwift's attempts at high performance racing? It's been, it's not gone smoothly for them. Well, we all like none of us are perfect over here in the herd, so I guess we're, we can all see how it happens. <laughs> oh, absolutely! But yeah, you, 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 we're a bunch of hacks doing it in our spare time too. Yes. Anyway, yep. And anyway, they're a bunch so. of hacks doing it for money. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but due to Chris's point, um, yep. Apparently, some people get bent out of shape about steering i noticed it in bullseye that somebody like i'm sure it was on because there was definitely i was trying was, to follow some guy's wheel and he was swerving all over the road to shake me yeah it was on um i didn't there was nobody in our race that was really doing anything obnoxious with it um i think it actually causes 
me to lose more watts by being mildly irritated than I <laughs> would lose by the fact that I don't think I'm efficiently drafting them. I just it's just annoying. <laughs> also on the on the volcano um course it's it's not really um not really helping that much but on the the rooftop comp because it it has all those yeah. uh 90 degree corners mm. there you can really take the inside and uh really get the shorter lines I think Marilyn's been practicing this because uh, I remember some some talk about this back when we had the was it HSRL where we did the rooftop KOM like yeah. six times. <laughs> nice, good. All right, moving on to the next event. I think that's how we should say it, Steve. The next event. <laughs> the next event. Do the we want to leave? Event. Do we want to leave the event that is not part of? HCC out or mention it now. Is that HBR? So, which HBR, is, so this this, this week's this HBR week's HBR is not right. part of HCC. Right. Next yeah. week's is this week's is not. Um. So should we very quickly do the course? Let go through this one quickly. What's this week's HBR, Craig? TikTok. It's it's TikTok, which they do every five weeks. So I I don't think we need to talk about it a lot. It's a really nice race course. Yeah. It's flat. If you are, listen, listen, I'll give you the, this is, somebody start the clock. If you are new to herd and you are racing HBR and you've never done any races, here's the race for TikTok. It is flat through the desert. You go up a hill after the town. You go back down to the ocean tunnels. You come back around. You finish back at the desert arch. It's basically flat. Stay in the group. Win the sprint. That's all there is to it. Watch the little hills. That's the only point. <laughs> Two little hills. Fastest aero bike. Stay in the group. Go. Thank you for coming uh, to the race of the herd. All right, let's move on. Climber's uh, Gambit. Climber's Chris. Gambit next. That's me. Yep. Uh, so for HCC purposes, this week and next week are both eligible for getting your scores in. Both weeks will be Keith Hill. 8K of whatever greater, greatest, mediocre London loop. Um, climb starts at about 2.8K. It is a reasonably large hill. Um, what do we have for stats on this one? Let me pull it up. Um, is it 4.3k at 5%? At 5%. Uh, but there is a little dip there shortly after you start the climb, and it does flatten out towards the top. So, so the, the majority, ahead. the main piece of this climb is about is a little over 2k, probably at 7 plus on average. Yep. I did see a lot of flashing eights. There were some touches where it got into the double digits, like 11% for a little bit. Not super sustained, but it gets there. So this is a serious climbing effort, uh, but we're in and out of this for uh, for 8K. Get out there. I, I'm Any argument for anything other than a climbing bike, Craig? I don't think so. Maybe. Right. I, I mean maybe tron if you're feeling feeling Frisky? like that yeah fast. i don't think so and so climbing gambit because i forget this every time this is the one where draft is off you're just timed on the segment uh so you do your effort there's no mm -hmm. benefits holding a wheel anything like that pick your yeah. best bike for the segment hammer the prime as craig would say um do the segment as quick as you can Yep, from the start line to the KOM banner, make sure you hit the 
the blue banner to mark the end of the route. Otherwise, your time will not count. Uh, but that will come at the 8K mark. And this is going to be the same next week. Two chances in HCC. Um, it's going to be the same for Climbers Gambit next week if you're doing Climbers Gambit. So, yeah, correct. Smash the hill. And, and, it, and you said Keith, not Leith, because the, the HCC description from Mark says Leith. Well, that's an error from Mark then. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah we've got we've got Keith on here, Keith with a K, uh, and it's logged uh, on the events as such. So just yeah, climb the hill that's in front of you. Uh, approximate times are probably going to be in the low teens for A's. Looks like Brent has done an eleven forty. So at the wrong hill. Um, Keith. Keith Hill. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong hill. <laughs> uh, looks like Chris has done a 13. Um, yeah, so somewhere in the like low teens for A's, let's call it 12 or 13 for B's, 15-ish for fast C's, and probably 17 for fast D's. Um, is a decent expectation. Yeah, that eleven thirty-seven is pretty legit. That was a stampede time. Ooh. All right. Wow. <laughs> I think my best is about twelve thirty, but I think that was in Matt's famous uh, Surrey Hills race. Oh, I haven't heard about that one. What's the story? Twelve thirty-three, Craig and ZRL in May of twenty twenty-one. Yep. Um, for listeners, I think we just need to take a moment to to uh, appreciate how impressed Brent looked with himself uh, as he nodded to the camera <laughs> <laughs> uh, with his time there. That, that it, it was a legit time, and Brent was suitably impressed. Um, right, should we move on to Mountain Goats? Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> what is happening in mountain goats for this event actually something to explain to me <laughs> i don't understand so i think uh, uh, so it's it's loiter i don't know how to say this i thought it was lucher but i don't know but we're north I mean, americans and we don't speak german we yeah don't. and the person who's got the best chance Maryline, how would you say it <laughs> uh lucher I think sold. Um, yep. There we go. <laughs> so it's this one, which is the reverse direction of the Innsbruck UCI world, is it not? No. No. It's the forward, it's the forward direction. It's, it's like the full, but it's like up and back down, up back again. And it's a custom finish. At yeah, at 19k, but the so the lead-in is 10.9. Yeah, the lead-in is to the top of the KOM. It's right. one time up the hill. Um, the full length of, yeah, so it's going to be a bit up the second climb. Yeah, it's like halfway back up. Yeah, so it's 10, about, what, 17 and a half to the bottom. So another one to, like another 2K of climbing yeah. at, at the base. Yeah. Thereabouts, we think. Who came up with this idea? I I blame Mark. I'm withholding their pay this week from the herd. Yeah. 
their paycheck will be stopped. I kind of, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of like the, you do a big climb and then that's probably going to be the thing that, that separates people, you know, that 20 something minute climb. Uh, and then if there is, you know, if, if there are groups that re, you know, recollect um, on the descent, then you've got a short, punchy climb to separate people at the end. Yeah, I mean, this is pre-Pack Dynamics 4, but I've definitely been, I remember doing herd events here, and I've been caught on the descent by groups because yep. I was like, don't go downhill as fast as groups do. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Well, um, and I mean, really, you have to go downhill well on this one, you have to sprint up to speed, get into super tuck, and if you ever come out of super tuck, which you shouldn't, sprint again. Yeah, I think, this, you, I think you're gonna no, win it. There's, oh, there's, you're right. There is a spot. There's pitches, yeah. there's pitches yeah, above there's a couple of zero. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's two spots. Yeah, and you just sprint across those. Yep. Yep. This is where someone like Nate Home could be really dangerous. Like he climbs, he climbs pretty well. Um, and he's he's quite a big guy, so he's going to descend pretty well as well. So, yeah, it could work well for someone like Nate. Um, yeah, what is, the threshold on Super Tuck is something like, what, 150, 180 watts, something around. I, I know it's some watt per kilo number, but like at some point you, you can pedal harder than the benefit of the arrow in the Super Tuck. Yes, hmm. but you have to be oh. you have to be going pretty hard. Um, I don't think it's as. It's sub 200 watts. I remember that and thinking, hmm, zone two. It's it's well over zone two for me at this point. Uh, I gotta look it up. So bike choice with this with the big descent? Probably Tron or Tron. Are we going best time? Tron. Especially Tron. in this direction, I think. Yeah. With yep. drafting on, I'm going Tron. And yep. with a shorter, punchier finish. Yeah, it's going to be fast because you're going, you're coming lightning speed into it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because when I've done this route where you finish at the top, it's like you drop people, you get to the top as quick as you can, and or you desperately hang to the person in front of them's wheel and see if you can out sprint them in the last two hundred meters and lose, which is usually what I do. Um, but this one could be a tactically reserve yourself a little bit on the climb the first way up. Like there's no. There's no advantage to you trying to break two people behind you if and if you can't catch the people in front of you. You're better off leaving a bit in the tank with those two people doing a bit of Bowser sitting on their wheels and then smash the climb the second time. Oh, but are you? So now what's the scoring for the Herd Club Championships for oh, this race? Is mm -hmm. it by time? It is by time. By time. Oh. <laughs> well, even even more so, right? If you can tuck in and save it, and then just smash that section the second time up. Yeah, but not by much, right? So if there's somebody, you know, ten seconds behind you, maybe. But if there's somebody twenty seconds behind you, it's absolutely not worth it. Mm. Yeah, but are you? I'll still do it. Aren't you faster if you're in a small group going downhill than when you're alone? Uh, not as much as it used to be. Okay. Now that only now that only the front rider super tucks. Hmm. If anything, you might want to be solo, so you're the only one getting the tuck. If yeah. 
you're going after the tuck and not the not the pedal. Less than two I'm, lots, zone two based there. on who who is signed up for the race that I am in, I'm just gonna tell uh Chris that like you definitely don't want to be off the front alone. You want somebody on your wheel for the descent, like me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sounds right. So this is Tron or like best. Is the air road probably still the best, one of the best all-round bikes? It's that kind of best all-rounder on the wheels are quite sort of mid-level, aren't they? And a, a good yeah. climb is good. You don't uh, want to be there's the also Scott's Edicts. That's a good all-rounder yeah. or yeah. more climby, or, climby all-rounder. Um, the the Riddle, I thought, was quite good. It's at like level six or something like that. So there's some, there's some like, you want an all-round bike all-round wheels, don't you, on this? Which the Tron is probably one of the best bikes you can do. But you might not have it. Um, event four. <laughs> I can't remember numbers. What's the next event we want to talk about? Um, do we want to talk about Monday Stampede, which isn't in? Is there a Stampede this weekend? There will be a Stampede, but it doesn't count as part of HEC. It'll be no, a lot of lava. Uh, which is the climb as well? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, and it's the full route, is my recollection. So I'm setting go, it up right now. Go from the pens <laughs> out to the out to the volcano, do a lap around the bottom, up the climb, down the climb, back to the banner. Yeah, twelve point three is that right? That sounds right. Um, probably probably fastest TT bike on the flat for this one because volcano climbs pretty yeah pretty flat. Yep. Isn't it? Yep. Oh, so I put 12.3 with the lead in is 4.9. Might be a little more than 12.3 kilometers. I just oh. copied the distance from the route. So, yeah. Anyway, it'll be a little longer, Stampede Peeps. Good stuff. Um, continuing our rattle through uh, Wednesday is the next one with the bullseye, which doesn't take, doesn't count next Wednesday's bullseye in the HCC. But where's that race? Or will it? <laughs> Oh, because they, they have yeah, been talk, he wasn't talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so so Mark was talking that he might count somebody's next week bullseye if they didn't get a this week bullseye. Hmm. Or, I I I didn't understand it. Again, this this is my theme. <laughs> I didn't entirely understand it, but uh, yeah, it's Van Platts, which is a great bullseye. So, so I think Mark has said that for Stampede and Climbers Gambit, they can put more events on at more times to help riders get a time in. I suspect what he's thinking here is we'll use the club's functionality in Swift mm -hmm. to organize a meetup because mm. you can take yeah. the time from that. Um, that obviously makes the bunch races harder to do because we'd have to have them as events, um, which would require being nice to James Bailey and who wants to do that, really. So. <laughs> and James to you know work on the weekend. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't want to do that. Um so yeah, bullseye next week might count, but what? It, so it might be the same no. course. No, no, it's uh, Richmond reverse. Okay. Or, uh, it, Richmond UCI yeah. reverse. I can't remember the exact one, but it's it's the hills in reverse. So it's it's down the from the pens down the hill, up Twenty Third Street, back down, up Libby, back down, up the grind, and then the full for bullseye. Bit. Sorry, Bullseye. I thought you said stampede. <laughs> Oh, no, no, bullseye. Oh, fan bullseye. flats. Fan flats. Yeah, bullseye's on fan flats. Cool. Uh, and then we are 
transitioning away from herd autumn racing to uh, the herd winter racing, right? Yes. So the beginning of HWR. What do we got, Maryline? We've got... I always forget this uh, this root is name. Park perimeter. Uh, yeah. It was the same as um uh, beginner racing. Uh that was also already penciled in for uh, for her beginner racing. So uh, we hmm. went with the same one for her winter racing because uh that way the D riders can ch- uh, can choose whether they want to ride HBR or HWR. And for those who are uninitiated to herd winter racing because this is the restart and we could have new people and all the rest it is all categories start at once from the same pen scratch race to the line so go as hard as you can hold on to the group as long as you can (laughs) well i I think it's not even all category there are no categories yeah there are no categories all riders start together are in the same pen are in the same category so, so this is like it, it's important to note. So I filter by events that have category enforcement on now because yes. I think that's really cool. I won't see this event that filter turned on because it's an open cap hmm. race, I believe. Um, um, possibly, so if, if you don't if you don't see it in the Zwift companion that, that might be right. Yes. Yeah. Watch your. How do, how do you think Pack Dynamics four point one like new Pack Dynamics is going to change this this event because. I think more dumb stuff. I think there's yep. going to be more attacking off the front and more of uh, us normal folk trying to just hang on to the <laughs> to the wild attacks. Yep. But you can't just sit on the back and wait for the rest of them to pull you up. You're going to have to be like in the first five wheels and and stay with it. You're going to have to either have the punch to bridge gaps yourself, or you're going to have to not be on the back. Yeah. Yep. It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get shelled. <laughs> and like um, park perimeter is the perfect course for this, right? I mean, it's just every time the road goes, because it goes up like to four or 5%, like, 10 times a lot. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's just constant rolling hills, probably. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think with uh, with the new pack dynamics, this is a real uh, real good one to uh, to try that and see how it, uh, how it works. So I am relatively certain I'm going to get dropped on Harlem Hill, if not the first time, the second time. So yeah, yeah it's two laps. So but probably the first time. Two times Harlem <laughs> Hill. It probably depends on the other riders in your race, but yeah, if there's uh, I mean, a, lot, a lot of them doing dumb stuff, yeah, it's, it's so, really tricky. And this, is, I think, the only tip I can give because I, I won't be saying in the first five wheels because I'm like a mid C, but it's if you're gonna get dropped, try and get dropped with other people. Um, because I think mm-hmm. if you end up on your own, <laughs> like you just you're just gonna do what you can do, like you've got you've got to have some wheels around you. And even if you get dropped with some people who are the same pace or are slightly slower than you, maybe you can like chat to each other and say, Hey, hey let's, let's do turns on the front and try and get a bit of a thing going. Cause like if you're on your own, you, you have no draft, right? So 
Well, yeah. and and this my understanding of the scoring of this for HCC is time, right? Like it's time across every yeah. every race in the event. So like you you want to be with as big a group as you can as long as you can pedaling hard and so when you talk about like the dumb stuff like that's why i think that's extra dumb stuff incentive right like those guys who might otherwise just chill and sprint are gonna want to beat the other guys who want to go hard from the start so it's gonna be hard hard all the time what we're gonna do those was that are all guaranteed to be dropped because like this is where the dumb stuff could actually put you really into the hurt so if you burn all your matches on that one and you'd basically a sat or one water kilogram or something like that for the second lap, you're going to be so far back that like you've got to keep, you've almost got to pace yourself having you at the same time. So, so I, my assumption is that it almost doesn't like, because of the race course, I think that there are going to be more groups of yeah. medium size getting popped off altogether rather than when the dumb stuff happens on a long flat, like in Tempest Fugit, like then it's just one or two people getting like popped off the back at a time um, every time there's a surge at the front. So like this one might actually end up working out better for people um, because every time there's a surge, there's going to be a little group of five or 10 who are like, I can't do it anymore. What I want is a dumb person, like I had in a bullseye this week, who just wanted to ride at 3.4 watts per kilogram the whole time. Um, and I sat at 2.5, 2. 2.4, a lot of the time, and then did my sprints <laughs> and beat the people in that group. And then this person would catch me up doing 3.4, 3.3 watts per kilogram, and I'd sit on their wheel for the rest of the lap. So, yeah, if I can, if somebody like that can get dropped into the group, it would be very helpful. So uh, um, please apply by entering... Uh, probably race three. I was just going to say, <laughs> your Steve's dumb toe. <laughs> race, uh, which race is it, Steve? <laughs> race three, I'll probably race do next week. I think. Race there three. you go. I mean, there's going to be some of that. Let's be honest. There's people who don't have any clue about racing who end up in these races. There's crazy stuff. I mean, uh, I think I think the trick is to really, I mean, stay in as long as you can. But you, I guess. I mean, everybody's got a gauge, but I would say, like, try and, try and, like, watch the people around you and don't, like, if you really are going into, like, the red, red, like, I'm going to have to do 1.0 to finish this race, and you see other people dropping off, drop off then and get in with them, because, yeah, you're going to want to not go totally dead, but. Or just go that deep and then do it again. I mean, that's. Yeah. There are people like me who who don't understand where that limit is, where you like I do get to those points where I like can't go past two watts a kilo for the rest of the race. And like groups will come up and I push as hard as I can for 30 seconds and then they just ride away again. Yeah, there is there is nothing we've all experienced. Everyone has experienced it on a bike, whether it's on Swift or whether it's out on the road where like the brain sends the command to the engine room and the engine room goes, no. <laughs> like, sorry. Is, this, is it time for Ben's Brent, Brent's bad impression? I kind of do a cup. I don't have the power. <laughs> we have a new segment. Excellent. <laughs> and there's our cold open as well. Um, so, uh, bike choice on this? Is it Tron? Tron. 
Ball yeah. best all rounder, so aero addicts. Uh, there's, there's a ribble. There's a level six bike. Look at Zwift inside it. Use Google. Yeah. Canyon Air Road um, is always a good choice. Yeah, so addict with either the seven eights or the DT Swiss is good. Um, the Atheos and the seven eights would is is an option. Um, yeah, stuff like that. I, on, on a, it's a climbing yeah. bike, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't think that. Well, so it's. How bad do you want to stay with the group on Harlem Hill? Is it worth wor working a little harder the rest of the way around? You're assuming you're in the draft the rest of the way around. I think that reduces the difference. Anyway, it depends on you. And I, I think, think addict. Yeah, addict and seven eights. Yeah, addict and seven eights is a an option for sure. I don't know if HBR is a better option for the D group, honestly. Um, if you're going to do... So, honestly, I think if you're going to do the same course, if you're worried about your HCC time, drafting off of somebody faster for as long as you can is probably your method to the fastest time. Well, and I think you're you're going to have to race in the two-lap group to be in the HCC standing there, because isn't this the one where the, the lowest of the Ds yes. are in the, yeah, the, the one-lap group? Yeah, the, I think the so. C group of the Ds is in yeah. is doing one lap. Yeah, yep. so if you're, if you're doing HCC, yeah. either get an HWR or get in um, the two-lap group. Can you, can you just select your group and... You can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can be eligible for C and still... Register yeah. as A or B, in and yeah, HBR. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd look a little bit at the numbers and stuff like that, see how you feel, you know. Um, but it, I mean, if there's a big gonna... field of people faster than you in HBR, sit on their wheels. If yep. there's not a big field of people faster than you in HBR, there's probably a, a field of people who are faster than you in HWR. So get their wheels. Yep. As long do, as you can. Do the A and the B groups in HBR also uh, start together, or is they there, do. Is they there do. are they staggered? No, there's no, there's no. So the current philosophy is the races aren't very big anyway. Let's all start together and have some sort of group. Um, I, I think if we start getting bigger fields consistently, I, I would like to separate them out just to because the whole theory is for you know that c group to have a race together so yeah uh, yeah if if we can separate them out i think it would be better but there's often you know two or three in the some of the subcategories so don't really want to leave them by themselves which i think the only other tip i'd give about like getting into this one is do a little bit of scouting of the other people in the race and and what mm. like what their stuff is because when we talk about like I'm getting dropped. I'm going to be with people. If you know ahead of the race, like here are the five, maybe if you can know five racers who are about as strong as you watch them, if they're getting dropped, maybe don't kill yourself to stay with the ones in front of you. I mean, if you can make it, you can make it. But like the, if you know, yeah. these are the people I race with, then maybe stay with them. Cause then you'll know that that's a group that's going to be with you to pick up speed. I think yeah. this is one that there is some definite advantage. If you know, who is who is about as strong as you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where I'd use, I'd use the Zwift racing app, which uh, Chris has had to leave us to go and do real work. Um, so it's probably rolling his eyeballs in the distance. Like if you look at your event 
in Zwift racing, you can find out the people who are in the same uh, mineral as you. <laughs> I tend to describe, same category as you. So I can go in and go, right, who are the other silver riders? And like they are going to be the people who are about as good as I am. Um, so I definitely want to keep a watch on. There might be a few gold riders. That I think I'm going to keep an eye on those guys who who are going to be a little bit quicker than me and they might be wheels to steal. So uh, the Zwift racing app is pretty cool for that. And I mean, one thing, this is for HWR, uh, this is the first week of basically a whole winter of this mixed category racing. Yep. Um, and this is this is going to be the first time that you start that process of figuring out who your whose wheels you're going to be following because i remember last like last year it's it's the same people who are getting into trouble around the same time you are almost every time yeah yeah you're often racing the same people um i'm hoping i can get back to where i was you know the first couple of years we did this uh you know and hanging on with the strong b's and some of the you know hanging on to some of the a's but i know i'm not there right now so yeah this is uh but it's it's a great well it's great for two things one you uh it uh we'll see how it works with Swift racing dot app because that wasn't really around last year um for the big uh non-categorized thing um and the other piece is if you care about uh the Zwift Power ranking points, and we don't know how the new and improved Zwift racing score is going to work. But typically, the big fields all in one pen mean lots of lots of points for that. So, as a as a fringe benefit, sure, for sure. And is the last and, event and, the Stampede? And finally, yeah. yeah, ten miles, a classic ten mile TT. It's not quite how I'd usually define a classic TT route, but you know, <laughs> that's what is written. This one's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> it is you start at the pens, you go down the hill into the valley, you then do 23rd Street reverse, which is steep and straight up. You go down, you turn left, you do the Libby reverse, which is steep with a right hand turn at the top. And actually, technically, the segment doesn't. And you do like that whole flat bit, but you don't need to worry about that. You got to do this crazy steep hill. I think I think Libby pitches at twenty something percent. Yeah, it is. Yeah, steep. it's and, real steep. <clears throat> yep. You go back into the valley, and then a little bit of flat stuff, and then you do the log. Is it Governor Street, the grindy one up to the top? And then you're gonna do. I think it's Main Street in that direction, but Main Street that direction. Okay, and then it's like yeah. eight. K of flats basically at the top till you finish well, it, back at the banner. Will we be finishing at the banner or it is a lap? So it is a finish at the banner. Yeah. Oh, it is exactly a lap. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's actually 10.1 miles, Steve, but it is yeah. one lap at the banner. Yep. Yep. So, um, I mean, it's a TT and it's a mass. Interesting. We are doing all mass start TTs. So I guess that's one other thing to note is um, everybody's in the same pen, so it shouldn't matter too much, but like the clock doesn't start. So your time for the TT is from when you, with a banner drops, 
you won't see the clock start till you go through the start line. So there is a bit of a discrepancy from the start of the race that you see and what your time ends up, you know, being. So just keep your eye on that. Otherwise, um, you know, it's mass start TT, which is kind of fun. So there's no draft, but you see where everyone else is on the road. So you can like, you're battling people all the time. So you're going to want to battle the people in your category. Um, And it gives you a sense of... It gives you a sense of the different pacing strategies, especially on a, a course like this. Yep. Yeah. Which is a, a trick. Like, you, you know, it, uh, I mean, a 10 mile TT for me is like 23 minutes. I think the very, very fastest days might be able to clear it in about 20. Um, you know, it's going to be 30 minutes probably for D's, especially with those hills. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, there's these hills are significant. It, they're very steep, very steep. Um, 23rd Street is also a bit deceptive in the opposite way that Libby is. So Libby starts steep and ends flat in the segment. 23rd yep. Street, you pass the KOM banner, it's only like 2-3%, then all of a sudden it's like 8. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you gotta just, when it's steep, you're gonna have to punch it and then recover and then punch it and then recover and then yep. try and find your rhythm. But maybe not beds. punching it, you know, this isn't a uh... It's not a climber's gambit. You're not trying to get your fastest time on that segment. You're trying to get your fastest time through the course. And so you can save time by going harder there, but it's it's kind of a balance of how much time do you want to lose by not having, you know, full power on the flats at the end. Right, exactly. And this is where power makes such a difference. So someone like Ernst, who's just, he chucks out big watts, like he's a probably low C rider, like upper D rider, I don't know where at the moment but he puts out a huge watt so he will be going especially that climb at the end the like slow grind he will be putting up some big watts up there and will be climbing that fast he'll be putting he'll be going faster um on the flat i remember we did we did a ttt with Ernst and the team and he sailed past me at like two watts per kilogram while i was putting out 2.8 and that's just because <laughs> watts matter on the flat yeah. <laughs> he's doing a lot of watts so um yeah i, I absolutely love the mass start tts like i it, it's it's probably one of the most fun events I think you can do on Zwift. And, and same with the climbing events as well, where the where the draft is off. Like you are directly in a like one to one battle with somebody, and you can, as you say, see the pacing strategies, see how they're different. Like you're eating seconds, you're gaining seconds on them, or they're eating seconds out of you on the descents and climbs. It's really good fun. TT bike. <laughs> yep, definitely, definitely TT bike. Uh, fastest tt yes i think yeah. so it's those climbs are aside from the one grindy one there on that main street one they're just so punchy i just don't think they're gonna matter right you're gonna roll through you're gonna roll and punch through them so yeah and when we say fastest tt bike we mean most aero tt bike mm-hmm. don't we? yes so. with some disc wheels on her if you got them yep but most aero wheels whatever you got go to if the your brand, insider throw, list you've yeah. got the you've got your rainbow discs on rainbow disc baby Rainbow disc. Yes, I give up. And then check Swift Power, check, well, check Facebook, really. Check the Facebook page. Mark's already done a great job of some many, many tables. I don't appear to be in the rankings of the Cs, but I'm seventh in silver, uh, which I'm really happy about. I can't do that. Yeah, you're in the Cs. Look at the camera that we're we're ranked the same in the Cs, uh, so you're in the Cs too. I'm trying to find you in the Cs, Steve. Uh, are you 20, silver or 24, platinum? 22 points. Silver. 
So uh, any any um, of these that people are most excited about? I think it's the, the, the two non-draft events, actually. Like I, it's been a while since I did those. The bullseye was super exciting. My kind of round the horn, I guess we're on to round the horn, aren't we? Like I think we just, what we're excited about. Like, <laughs> I'd forgotten how good like events were when there's loads of people in it like the bullseye yeah. we had like 40 plus people in the c group doing that's the gotta be the biggest bullseye in a long time and that was just i remember like yeah it was pretty cool when you had 20 people in it when i did it seas like in lockdown like that was fun yeah. so yeah looking look that well attended events are good i'm looking forward to hopefully well attended events in the bullseye and the mountain goats or climbers gambit whichever one of those is the um individual ones because i just i've always really enjoyed those ones where you start together and you'll have someone who's literally like seven meters ahead of you on the road <laughs> you end up like really fighting them um so yeah looking forward to those how about you marilla um uh, i'm looking forward to the to the uh, stampede because uh, i haven't done an itt in a while so uh I'm also due for a FTP test, so that's probably uh, a good that combination. Do it. Yeah. Yep. And also HWR, because that's just yeah. always fun. Just not looking forward to a New York course. Yeah. No, I'm for me, it's definitely HWR and Stampede. Um, so Stampede, because I really like Richmond. I really like Richmond Reverse even more. Um, I don't know why. So, but uh, yeah, and HWR is very much, I like the format. I like, I like just racing everybody and seeing where everybody lands. And you end up with bigger fields in it because the A's are added in, the C's are added in. And yeah, you get a nice, you get nice big fields. I'm definitely interested in those two. Um, but I, it's about, to, uh, you know, I'm also kind of due for an FTP test. And I think the two that are, that are most likely to give a real, uh, a real sense of where I'm at fitness wise are mountain goats and climbers gambit, the, uh, you know, 15 to 20 something minute climbs, um, where I haven't done a all out effort of that, uh, that time, time frame for a while. So. Um, and I mean, Stampede's going to be that as well, but like Climbers Gambit and Mountain Goats, it's going to be find the power and, you know, find that, find that razor's edge and just sit there and Stampede, there's going to be a little more of over under recover, um, for the, the hills. Um, so may not be able to really push the same power. Yeah, I think for me, it's. It's gonna be HWR just because I, I that is my favorite thing in the winter. Like I love the I love. I'm just excited trying that it's to back. Trying to hold the A's as long as you can. Um, that whole experience is just just the most fun. It's the, the like it is how I. I mean, I did Stampede kind of early, but it like heard it used to be called ironically enough herd beginner racing. Like that was always the funniest part of it, it was just herd beginner racing. You try to hold some A on the whole time. Um, but that is like to me the quintessential herd experience is the herd winter racing. Like everybody together, you're just going from here to here. How fast can you get there? And there's a bunch of people here who are faster and slower than you. And let's all hold on and get in the 
discord and chat it up and and josh about it after so yeah craig, uh, i think craig, craig has just gone to get his halloween costume and, and i'm not going to spoil the surprise <laughs> but, but for the full costume but uh it's, it's definitely causing some hilarity what is that the, bmx clown is this the first ever heard what are you wearing segment you need to unmute craig this is for the Ronald McDonald bike, isn't it? He's it the... is for the Ronald McDonald bike. So uh, yeah, so I have a seventh race for this time period. Uh, tomorrow is the Halloween race, and I am racing in costume on the BMX track. Um, last year's costume was an inflatable, and it collapsed coming down the stair hill. So do not use an inflatable costume while racing. Uh, and Craig, you've actually scheduled us an eighth race uh, <laughs> with, with ladder race next Wednesday. So yes, we have we we do have an eighth race with the ladder on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I will just say one thing. I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Mister Lumpy Fizzlestroop in and to to what you guys say about the non draft racing. We did um, Lumpy and I raced the uh, Stampede last weekend on the uh, Aqueduct or uh, Cast Pats, which ended mm -hmm. just on the downhill of the Aqueduct. And Lumpy went out in front of me. He came out of the fin like a rocket ship. And then I just like gained back like one second every kilometer or so until probably about two kilometers before the start of Aqueduct, I passed him. And then he passed me at the very start of the Aqueduct. I passed him at the top of the Aqueduct. He passed me on the flat. And then he managed to crank out like an eight watt per kilo sprint at the end of a TT to finish three, four, four or five seconds maybe in front of me at the end like you talk about like the, just that non-draft there's no tactics just as hard as you can like murder yeah. yourself across any race course battle it was a great it, like it, that is 100% what it's all about um, finding out what you got in the tank come race HCC and find out what you got yeah I've got one more question uh, has anybody raced the new road or no, not raced no. it obviously nobody's raced it but i i wrote it yesterday it's beautiful yeah, yeah. i wrote it too it's, uh, it's really nice yeah so uh dc rainmaker claims it feels like uh newfoundland so okay oh, really? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure that's true of parts of it i think that like uh the there's the the little uh i ciudad de cumbra or something i think is yeah. what they call it which i think looks like an iberian peninsula yeah. kind of town that like you know i think that that might be my new favorite like visual wise my new favorite area of all of zwift is the is that town with the, the umbrellas and the like um yeah. mosaic sculptures and stuff anyway i New Roads uh, is always cool. New Roads is great, and it it yeah. sounds like maybe that might be an area where they're willing to. I, I, obviously, never trust Swift to do expansions in in any <laughs> kind of uh, you know, still waiting on Fuji, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like that might be a backbone that they're going to be expanding on. So, rather go it does. I, it's definitely my bedtime. I don't know what time it, then Marilyn's an hour ahead of me. So, well, after finishing my speed beer, I'm going to go for a race this afternoon. Maybe nice. <laughs> well, good luck, every, good luck, everyone in HCC. Um, look forward to 
uh, to racing see. some of you and seeing how the rest of you do. Yeah, we'll see. Thank you to Maryline DeVlayer. Thank you to Craig Martin. Thank you to Steve Pritchard. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Thank you to the departed Chris Greenland. Enjoy your races. See you at HCC. Moo and good night. There you have everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.